reading sex. The stories here are all aged horny, and some also corny but most definitely, all of the stories are downright sexy with adult themes, sexually explicit content and strong language. I have not written these characters and stories. I just love reading them. The Office Written by S2XX The office manageress proves to be completely different outside of work. The Office Before you read this, it isn't a stroke story as such. A story with sex in it yes, but not a quick-fire wham-bam. Thought it best to let you know. The Players Stella was a bitch, pure and simple, a statement of irrefutable fact. Somehow, in her twelve years working at the small accountancy practice, she had charmed, or perhaps bullied the senior partner into making her the office manager. She was the archetype of the office manageress. Quite tall, at around six foot, as slender as a rake handle. With hair pulled savagely back into a bun at the back of her head that you would swear was pulling her face out of shape and taking out the wrinkles. Her clothes hide any female form she might have had except that it was obvious her tits were small and high on her chest. Even the voluminous blouses she wore could not hide that fact. Religiously, she wore a two-piece suit to work comprising of a pencil-thin skirt with a short slit at the back and tailored jacket that looked as if it had been cinched into her narrow waist. A blouse of pastel color was under the jacket, usually with some kind of ruff or flounce at the throat. She wore little by way of makeup. What she did wear was understated and muted. Transparent, colorless lipstick and eyeshadow that hardly registered. Her shoes were the sensible pump type, flat-heeled and characterless. Her private life was something of a mystery. None of the girls in the office knew if she was married, had a boyfriend, or, as mostly was supposed, a girlfriend, tucked away and dominated by this dragon into sexual submission. The popular fantasy involved rubber and whips with lashings of baby oil and possibly a dungeon. She never once spoke of her private life, never mentioned children or family or any activity outside of the office. Conjecture was that she simply rolled into the broom closet at the end of the corridor overnight, ready for the next day's work. Stella wore no jewelry, not even a watch adorned her bony wrist. No necklace hung around her neck, no ear rings, nothing. She was without charm, totally, completely and just as bereft of sexual allure too. Most everyone was. Well. Scared of her. Even the partners thought twice before bringing her in on a meeting or making any demands on her time. The frosty stare and steady eye she looked at them with was enough to freeze the words right on the tip of a tongue. Names like Antichrist and Ice Queen were regularly used instead of her name. She was aloof, self-assured and blithely traveled from day to day with complete aplomb, unruffled or flustered. But, and this is where the myth of an enigma can be built. Away from the office, Stella was anything but prim and proper as the new boy was to find out. James, or Jimmy, as he preferred to be called, was a nervous wreck. His first day in the office as a junior clerk had been a nightmare. He was only eighteen, fresh out of college and thrown into the melting pot of an office, surrounded by a gang of ten women of various ages. But who exuded a united front when they stripped him bare of any self-respect? 
Mercilessly, they teased him, both overtly and subtly. Making comments about his suit, lack of a girlfriend. Was he gay, not quite tying his tie straight or worse, flashing a leg or slightly more, just so that he would blush, instantly. As his gaze inadvertently caught sight of a thigh or more of a cleavage than he really wanted to see. The distractions meant that he often didn't quite get his work completed or was inaccurate. That brought him to the attention of Stella and a verbal lashing that also had him blushing with humiliation and frustration. It was wicked, but served as entertainment to the ten women and broke the monotony of office drudge. The worst thing they did to him in his first week was to goad the youngest of them into inviting him out to the cinema while giving him an eyeful of her tits. The poor boy stammered his acceptance only to hear her say she would have to ask her boyfriend first. They took bets on the length of time it would take before he left, before they drove him out. It was heartless and, as it turned out, pointless too. Jimmy had only just moved to London. His childhood had been spent in a small village in Kent. Appledore, quaint and old world, slept in the lowlands of the county with a flint-billed church and spire the biggest thing about the place apart from the orchards that gave the place its name. Everyone knew each other, knew their family and pretty much all of their business as well. Village life is very close-knit. Secrets have no part in the community. It means that you can call on anyone for help, but it also means you behaved and didn't get involved in things you shouldn't because you could be certain, someone would see you and your parents would hear about it before you got home. It meant that the promiscuity of larger towns would not happen there. If you were out with a girl, you had better be sure you were thinking of marriage. Jimmy was unworldly. His upbringing meant that his experiences were stilted in comparison to most young men in the city. It meant he was disadvantaged in the defense of himself when faced with the united efforts of the ten, streetwise colleagues he found himself in the midst of. He had no natural resilience or wherewithal to play the game. Somehow, he managed to make it to his first paycheck a month's money which covered his peppercorn rent of a flat owned by a relative, food, travel to and from work and enough to allow him some leisure funds. At the stage entrance. Soho was like a magnet. Jimmy had heard of the sordid clubs and video parlors where it was possible to view models simulating sex acts. Where sex was sold on the street, in shops and hotels, only a stone's throw away. The flashing lights, advertising the many different services, vices, toys and visual delights, fairly spun his head. This was a side of London he had heard about, but was only now finding. Girls in negligees or basques stood in shadowy doorways, outrageously made up and beckoning to passing foot traffic to step inside and sample the delights on offer. Jimmy blushed furiously while turning just such an offer down. He wanted to see what Soho was about but wasn't quite ready to plunge headfirst into the first place he saw. The pavements were heaving with people, jostling and barging their way through. He knew of pickpockets, so clutched his wallet tightly in his hand. A sudden push from the crush of people had him stumbling into a doorway. The door was open with some colored strips of plastic hanging down as a method to stop gawkers leering in. Jimmy, when he regained his balance, found himself in a sex shop with rows of leather and rubber clothing hanging off of a high-level rail. Under this was a glass counter, brightly lit, with all kinds of rings, 
but plugs and body jewelry in various metals shining expectantly and mysteriously up at him. Jimmy spun on his heel, ready for flight, only to be confronted by a wall of vibrators of wildly differing sizes, shapes and colors, massage oils, cock rings and more items of sexual attire, in rubber and plastic. Standing next to a display of outsized dildos was a lanky youth with bright pink, spiked hair, a fluorescent yellow spike through his nose and another through his eyebrow. He also sported a large silver ring through his lower lip. The young man wore a short leather jacket with no sleeves, a royal tartan kilt and knee-high boots with buckles all the way up and soles about three inches thick. Jimmy was certain he had never seen anything quite so bizarre. He bolted for the door, but not before he noticed the speculative lift of a spiked eyebrow and the effeminate by, directed at his retreating back. The crowds outside had not diminished at all. He joined the milling people, hoping that he would not get lost. A flashing neon sign caught his eye. Minx flashed on and of in lurid red. Under it, but not flashing was the word cocktails. Jimmy needed a drink, was on the point of panic at this alien place he had landed in. Cocktails weren't exactly what he needed, but perhaps they sold a decent beer. He passed under the flashing sign, into a dark doorway and then down a stair that took him to basement level. At the foot of the shadowy stairs were a tall counter and a checkout girl who was eyeing him with curiosity. She chewed gum and waited to see what would come next. Drink Jimmy gasped. Need a drink? Yeah. She replied, sounding bored. Fru there. She nodded her head towards yet another door, covered by a draped curtain. That'll be five pounds mate. She continued to chew noisily and held her hand out for the money. You have to be a member in it? We do tempri memberships for special guests in it? Five pounds. Um. Oh, course. He fumbled out a five-pound note and handed it to her noticing that she had a basque on that was at least one size too big for her. She looked at the note in her hand, then expectantly at Jimmy, waiting for the usual gratuity. It was a fruitless expectancy. She sighed theatrically and indicated that he should go through the curtain, pointing the way with her chin. The stage. Beyond the curtain was a large room, dimly lit with booths around the walls offering even dimmer spaces to sit. A few tables and chairs were arranged in semicircles in front of a raised, felt-covered dais that had a pole sticking up from the middle. The color scheme was dark burgundy and black. He was aware that the room had several people in it, mostly shadowy figures, cloistered in the cubicles. Jimmy found a seat at one of the tables in front of the dais and waited for his eyes to adjust to the darkness and a waitress to get his order. Eventually, another Basque-wearing young lady approached him carrying a tray. Jimmy blushed and hoped that the dim light would hide his embarrassment of seeing her virtually naked. Her breasts were pushed up by the tight costume and looked likely to pop out of the top at any time. He noticed a pair of dice tattooed on her left breast. Both were showing a six. Hello, I'm Gwen and I will be serving you. What would you like? Her Welsh accent was completely false, an affectation to go with the name. Beer please? Jimmy tried not to talk to her tits, 
but they were insistent and filled his visual field. We only do champagne love. It said cocktails outside. We only do champagne. She repeated as if talking to a something beneath her foot. It's champagne of nothing. The Welsh accent suddenly got dropped as her disdain increased. Okay. Champagne it is then. Will that be cash or credit? Her hip went sideways as her head bent in the opposite direction. Air. Cash. Jimmy fished for his wallet. That'll be forty pounds sir, she blinked and waited for the money. Wah. Okay. Two twenty-pound notes landed reluctantly on the tray. Gwen spun on her impossibly high heels and presented her arse towards him as she wobbled across the floor towards the bar. Two glasses of warm champagne later, Jimmy was ready to call it a night and go home. So far, the evening had stripped him of more than he could really afford, but had taught him a lesson. Be careful what you let yourself in for. Or in other words, Anna. County boy and his money are soon parted. Suddenly, a spotlight flashed on, centered on the dais, making the steel pole shine. A nameless tune blared out of unseen speakers, something with a heavy bass line, timed with the beat of a heart at rest. Most of the booths emptied, the occupants formed a semicircle behind Jimmy. The act. Out of the corner of his eye, Jimmy caught a flurry of movement. To the ripple of applause from the patrons, a woman was making her entrance doing acrobatic walkovers. Bending at the waist, placing her hands on the floor in front of her then flipping her legs over so that her body arched until her feet hit the floor. Ready to start the gymnastic display all over again. She had something gauzy on over her underwear. Jimmy could see her bra and a pair of short pant-type knickers with red sequins stitched on. Fluidly, she flipped her way to the dais and became upright, right next to the pole as if she had measured the distance to get it perfectly. Lively, she bent at the waist, her legs straight and grabbed the pole at its base, the back of her neck and shoulders flattened against the steel post. In a show of amazing muscle control and agility, she lifted her legs off the ground until she was inverted vertically. He legs locked around the pole and she then proceeded to remove the flimsy top, allowing it to flutter to the floor. Upside down, her tits followed gravity. Jimmy thought they might strangle her. Through several dexterous twists and displays of friction between skin and metal, the performer righted herself and gyrated around the pole. The pants came up to reveal a sparkling thong underneath and some impressively muscular buttocks. Jimmy heard himself braying along with the other spectators as she, with an exaggerated theatrical flourish, unclipped her bra and gave them all a full frontal of her smallish breasts with her aureoles rouged with something like lipstick. They cheered as her lovely orbs fell into view. He was transfixed. Not more than six feet away was this lithe creature performing acrobatics with a steel pole and showing rather more skin that Jimmy had seen before. His own pole was making insistent nudges to the inside of his trousers. She knelt, legs wide apart, her back to the pole and directly in his eyeline. He stared at the thin line of gusset that was between her fanny and the rest of the world. Suddenly, it was the center of his universe. His imagination had him going head first into her hidden depths to be lost forever.
The music became slightly more intense, as if written specifically for her act, rather than the other way around. The thong came off in a fluid, single yank while she sat on the floor. Slowly, once the pants were off, from a position of being on her back with her legs straight up in the air, knees together, she spread them, wide apart and showed the audience, her sex. In all its naked glory. A huge cheer went up in appreciation. Jimmy just goggled in stunned silence, his first glimpse of a woman's sex since his birth and only a few feet away. Her finale was a finger slowly slipping between her hairless lips and into her hole. Poor Jimmy almost lost his load there and then. The music finished with a flourish, the dancer picked up her discarded clothing and walked from the dais with a blown kiss as she passed through the curtaining behind her. The meeting. Jimmy sat down, not realizing he had stood to clap her performance as if it had been delivered by a world-class actress. His throat was raw from screaming along with the rest of the audience, in encouragement of her act. The champagne hadn't chilled any, but went some way to refresh and revive him. The audience returned to anonymity in their booths and a quiet susurration of voices and cigarette smoke. The dancer came into the room from another hidden entrance carrying an empty beer glass. She passed around the room, thrusting the glass under noses and saying a pretty thank you as notes of various values were stuffed into it in appreciation of her act. Eventually, she got to Jimmy and did the same, proffering the glass for his token of appreciation. Jimmy fished a tenor out of his dwindling wallet and was pushing it into the glass when he made eye contact. It was one of those moments when the impossible collides with reality and both sides register a shock that hits their cores. Even through the heavily caked stage makeup, Jimmy recognized Stella instantly. In truth, it was the first time he had looked at her face all night. Other parts of her anatomy had been rather more appealing up till now. Two O's of surprise echoed each other. It was Stella who recovered first. Jimmy. What are you doing here? He noticed, again, for the first time that night that her hair was just below shoulder length and really quite brown and not held in a face-changing bun at the back of her head. I er. I er. Got lost. He grinned sheepishly. And then, with a little more backbone and very little forethought, said. I guess you did too. At that, she laughed, throwing her head back, showing a beautiful throat while she howled. Eventually, she calmed down enough to reply. Yeah, I guess I did at that. Come on with me. She grabbed his hand and semi-dragged him across the floor in front of the dais, towards the hidden entrance she had come through. An open dressing room was behind the curtain, buzzing with six or seven women in various conditions of undress, sitting in front of a long mirror with lights around it. Makeup littered a long dressing table. Bits of costume were strewn all over the place and all seemed complete uproar. Jimmy blushed and desperately wanted to bolt from the room. But the women took no notice of him and carried on applying the theatrical paint to their faces or adjusted their costumes as if he wasn't there. Did they have no shame? He thought to himself as his eyes took in the scene of chaos, darting here and there. They were almost naked and seemingly nonplussed by a strange man in their midst. I'll just get some clothes on. Stella whispered in his ear and then yelled. 
look after him girls. As she disappeared behind a screen and out of his view. Several pairs of eyes studied him for a second or two then, uninterested, went back to whatever they were doing. He blushed even more, the feeling of flight grew stronger until the nearest girl patted a seat next to her. Sit down for Christ's sake will ya? You're making the place look untidy. Other than her makeup, which was a shade or two darker than lime green, she had nothing on, but was doing something about that by applying a deep red lipstick to her nipples. The obedience mechanism works when nothing else does. He sat face out from the dresser with the mirror over and tried not to look at the other women. Someone made a wise crack which had them all laughing. Jimmy didn't hear the joke, but knew it was at his expense. At some unseen signal, they all got up from their chairs and surrounded him. Six naked, or almost naked bodies, crowded him and that is when his clothes started to come off. The cackling group had him down to his boxers and were just about to give him the treatment of his life when Stella yelled. Oi! I said look after him, not rape the poor boy. Giggling, they retreated and went back to preparing themselves for their performances as if nothing had happened. Home. Once outside the club, Stella hailed a taxi and ten minutes later, he was sitting in her armchair sipping a cold beer. You're not exactly worldly are you Jimmy? It was a rhetorical question, but he answered anyway. You're not exactly the office manager right now either. He had a knack of saying the wrong thing at the right time, or the right thing at the wrong time. Either was said without forethought. She laughed. A short barking laugh and then looked at him, straight in the eye, suddenly serious. You mention this to anyone in the office and you will be wearing your balls as earrings. Clear. The message was five by five. He gulped and nodded his understanding. Stella rose from the settee across from him and without a word, undressed. Taking her skirt off first, then her blouse and laying both carefully over the arm of the settee, all the while, watching him steadily. She reached around the back and unclipped her bra and placed it on top of the other clothing. She turned back toward him with only a burgundy pair of briefs on. That was when he realized she had a gold bar through her nipples. The metal passed though with a small bead on each end, looking like a miniature barbell used in weightlifting. He didn't know how he had missed it during her performance. He didn't know quite where to look and felt the rush of blood travel up his neck. This threatened to be a blush to end all blushes. Stella stepped forward, filling his vista completely. He caught the faint whiff of cologne and something else, something unfamiliar, something alluring to his subconscious. As if commanded by a remote control, Jimmy's hand went forward, encircled her slim waist and pulled her to him until his nose was buried in her stomach. He stood after a few seconds and, while still keeping her close, licked her nipple feeling the smooth metal slid over his tongue and the sudden arousal of her small bud. He kissed her, noticing that he was more than an inch taller than she was. His free hand cupped her breast and then his mouth found her neck. Don't bite me big boy. She hissed between clenched teeth. Jimmy just nodded as he continued to nibble below her ear. She undid his shirt buttons one by one, starting at the top and finishing 
after she had pulled it out of his trousers, at the last button, her hands brushing his groin. His belt buckle offered no resistance, not did his fly or boxers as they all fell to his feet in an untidy halo. Come on. She whispered and once again, led him by the hand across the floor. Her bedroom was pink, girlishly pink, but tasteful. Jimmy didn't notice, well not until the next morning. He kissed her again, once they were horizontal on top of her large bed, turned towards each other in a mutual clasp. He explored her breasts again, feeling the hard line of metal as it passed behind her nipples and pushed them out. Stella arched her back as his tongue worked magic and gasped. Fuck me, big boy. Jimmy was having his cherry popped right here and now so, his movements were a little inept and clumsy, but with Stella's help and guidance. He managed to remove her panties and get the shock of his young life. She had a pierced clit hood. Another gold bar passed through her lips and he thought he would come right then. It was the sexiest thing he had ever seen and definitely wasn't there during her performance on the dais. He kissed it and then, as if getting the taste, kissed it some more and licked away as if his life depended on it. This attention did something to Stella too. She squealed and lifted her hips so he could get a better angle. Realizing he was doing something right, Jimmy kissed, licked and sucked on her clit and loved every second. It seemed, by the reaction from Stella, that she was enjoying his efforts just as much as he. After what seemed like hours, lost in her snatch, head first, Jimmy's tongue and jaw began to ache, he had to stop. She let out a small cry of disappointment but helped him slide between her knees. Supporting his waist and adjusting herself so that his aim would be true. In his ineptitude, he missed and so, she grabbed his cock and guided him into her. Jimmy was blessed with a reasonable-sized dick. Until now, it had been a source of embarrassment, hard to hide when he had a boner on, but now was perfect for the job. He slid into her and eight inches found its way into her body causing her to gasp as her canal was filled to capacity. Nature took over. Jimmy's hips began to thrust and Stella's body responded, adjusting and bucking beneath him. She was just getting into the rhythm when he suddenly stiffened and blew his load deep inside her. Fuck. He yelled, as his cock softened, having done its job. Sorry, it just happened. It's okay big boy. We'll just give it a minute or two and see what happens. She squirmed from underneath him, feeling the delightful wetness of his cum dribbling from her. Stella knelt across his prone body, found his cock with her hand and then her mouth. The taste was as she expected, a mixture of his cum and her own lubricant. Possibly not the best taste in the world, but one she could ignore in her desperation to get him hard again. It didn't take long. Soon he was standing proud and primed for action. She marveled at the exuberance of youth and before he lost it again, was straddling him with all of his meat pulsing away inside her as she rode him. She fucked him for what seemed hours, long enough for a sheen of sweat to bead on both of them. Until, at last, he started to buck and groan with more urgency and his cock seemed to swell until it was filling her like she hadn't been filled before. Stella came, noisily and wetly. Her juices collected at the base of his cock as she rode him. 
Knowing he was close just made her hotter and ready to accept his sperm once again. His grip of her tits tightened, almost painfully as his second orgasm bubbled and boiled in his balls. He clenched his teeth and screwed his eyes tightly shut as he exploded inside of her. It was the trigger release of her own orgasm and Stella's body added to the confluence of liquids as she squirted, something she had only managed once or twice when masturbating. How do you like your eggs in the morning? Her heart rate had settled now and Jimmy was lying beside her. He didn't answer, sleep had taken him. She shrugged, curled up against him and drifted off herself. Morning, before work. He stepped into the bedroom having found the shower and one of her robes hanging on the back of the bathroom door. It was too small, garishly cerise and looked comical. Stella, her eyes only just open, began to laugh and then guffaw at his wounded look. Khmer you idiot. He traipsed across to the bed looking crestfallen. She grabbed the loose flaps of the robe and pulled him down on top of her, giggling like a schoolgirl. You look silly dressed like that, but there ain't nothing silly about what's underneath. She grabbed his nice clean cock and went bug-eyed when she realized just how big he was and how quickly it was getting hard. Lust took control and in less than the blink of an eye, she had him at the back of her throat, sucking for all she was worth with enough left over for her to be able to stroke him. Jimmy was content to let her lead. He didn't have much idea about love-making, so it was easier for her to be in control. He learned fast though and buried himself in her when she turned around and presented her ass to him. In a fast and furious riot of grunting and sweating motion, they both came, Jimmy just after Stella. A real live gentleman. He showered again, but shared it with her and, after spending time soaping her body, was soon ramming his cock into her tight twat again, holding her against the tiled wall. Until his legs began to give way with the effort. Stella finished him off with her mouth, spitting out his cum and allowing it to dribble down her chin and over her breasts before being washed off under the steaming water. They ate at a cafe and the way to work and over the meal, discussed how it would be such a bad idea for this to slip out in the office. Jimmy agreed and promised to keep it to himself, even though his mind was yelling at the top of its voice. Whoopee! His first woman and what a fucking night and morning it had been. He found it hard to keep a straight face, knowing that, underneath her business suit, Stella wore the sheerest lace panties and three gold bars. One through each nipple and another through her clit hood. He also knew that underneath that austere persona beat the heart of a tigress whose capacity for sex was almost limitless. Conclusion They managed to keep the secret for little more than a month, Jimmy's wistful and lust-driven glances gave the game away. To the collectively astute minds of office politics, it was obvious that they were an item. It didn't matter that she was well into her thirties and that he was still kissing his teens goodbye. Two trains of thought were prevalent. Jealousy being one of them, Jimmy was a fit lad, well-built and possibly a real stud. More than once, a pair of panties got soaked while a daydream flipped through a female mind. More than once, a quick relief had to be gotten in the ladies' toilets, fingers being the imaginary cock of this young lad and a shuddering orgasm the result. The other train of thought was relief. 
Stella had proven to be human after all and in her unbalanced condition while lust ran rapidly through her thinking, the pressure had been eased. Stella became more reasonable, malleable even in her dealings with her charges. The upshot was that the office became a much happier place. The ladies found a respect for Jimmy and stopped teasing him apart from flashing themselves at him occasionally, giving him little glimpses of their underwear. Accidentally brushing against him and generally lusting after him privately. The work, tedious at best, flew out, miraculously error-free and with just a little flair as well. And Stella had to go on maternity leave after eight and a half months. The wedding was attended by most of the firm. It was a good day. End. Stay in the mood. Reading. Sex. Oh, and hey. Be sure to email to readingsex at icloud.com to read any story you'd like. It'll be a pleasure. Reading. Sex.